I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing, that it was all started by a mouse. Well, hello, everyone out there in podcast land. This is the Beyond the Mouse podcast, the Disney-themed podcast from the Front Row Network. I am your host, Craig McFarland, and with me are my wonderful co-hosts, Miss Vanessa Ferguson. Hey! And also, uh, Sir Esquire, Brett Rutherford. <laughs> I don't think, that's awfully fancy, but hi! <laughs> Spoiler alert, he's like our King Kristoff, right? Oh, <laughs> Hey, because he's a king now. So I I read an article that said he is the best Disney prince, but that is demoting him. He is a king. Well, I think it's. I I was reading about that, and he could be a a queen's consort too. So, and still pretty good for an ice, you know, for an ex ice harvester. You know, absolutely. We are talking today all things Frozen Two, and uh, we all just went to go see the the movie this weekend, along with about. Uh, a few million of our friends because it did make over $350 million worldwide, which wow. broke a lot of records for animated films. And we're going to dish all about it. So we've already given out one spoiler, but uh, if you have not seen the movie yet, I highly recommend go to the theaters and see Frozen 2. I think it'll be worth your time and your kids will love it. The whole family will love it. I got something out of it. I think you will too. Um, and then come back and listen to this because it will be a full spoiler podcast. And that all starts right. Now, Vanessa, what is your initial reaction to Frozen 2? Well, I liked it. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I, um, I try, really try hard not to have high expectations, but I did. And I think, I, I think it, I mean, it, it, it's, it's tough because it, it didn't not meet my expectations. It was very good, but I think I'm just kind of hanging on to that original film. And, you know, as good as this movie was, and it did have some original parts, it, it did feel a little manufactured, you know, um, someone freezes, um, Olaf has a funny song, you know, we, we kind of had similar themes happening. Um, albeit uh, slightly more mature in this film. So um, it, it, was, it was a lot to live up to. I really enjoyed it. Um, I don't, I'm still on the fence of whether or not I loved it, loved it. All right, all right. Well, our A-lister himself, uh, Brett, has already seen this movie <laughs> multiple times. So give, yeah, me well, your yeah. initial, give me your initial and your secondary responses to Frozen 2. Well, I the reason I saw it the second time, other than, um, well, I like to prepare for these podcasts, um, but the, it made, I was, un, um, I liked it, but I was unsettled. Um, I'm still unsettled. <laughs> like going, um, there were, the, my takeaway, and I think what was so unsettling to me was kind of the the psychological aspects of this show. Okay, now I know this is an animated film. Some people would even, you know, say a cartoon. I don't think so. It's an animated film. But when I when I look at the 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 sister dynamic and especially uh, the character of Anna, I I I'm really hoping now that she's queen that there's that Arendelle has some really good mental health care facilities there. 
because <laughs> of her codependency and so many other issues. And actually, again, while I was preparing for this, I just Googled Anna codependency. <laughs> well, frozen Anna codependency. And actually, um, Kristen Bell um, talks about uh, in, the, in the creation of this that, 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 psych that psychologists were uh, joined in um, in you know the script reading and all of that because it was about the sister dynamic and all of that. So anyway, I was unsettled. I enjoyed it. I thought the music was uh, was good and uh, it was beautiful and kind of like Vanessa, I I just I don't know what I was expecting and I don't know that I was expecting more, but it just left me unsettled. Can I just say that when I when I asked Brett about what he thought of this film, he said he was very concerned for Anna because of all the crying. And I said, really? That, it felt so relatable to me. And he goes, well, <laughs> know. you know, she has a lot of codependency issues. And I was like, yeah, but again, it feels so relatable to me. <laughs> I just, I don't know what it was. I just, I, the first time I just felt uneasy. So I've come up with the word unsettled. Um, and I, I don't know. I don't know. I, maybe I'm reading too much. I know what. I'm taking this whole podcast thing so seriously, being you know a media critique person that I'm just, you know, I can't just enjoy things anymore. It's very sad. Now maybe <laughs> I need Arendelle therapy. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I... Uh... I won't bury the lead. I went into the unknown with Elsa, and to me, this is the definitive Frozen movie. Um, I uh, enjoyed it considerably more than I enjoyed the first one, and I should say, I am not a hater of the first one. I think it's become um, very popular in our pop culture to really rag on the first Frozen because, yes, Let It Go was everywhere. Disney, imagine that. They did a good job of marketing all their toys and selling it. Um, and they did inundate the market. Uh, even some of our Disney Parks fans, you know, uh, when they uh, announced that Norway was going to turn into a Frozen ride, remember the huge stir that that caused because uh, people didn't want uh, those kind of intellectual properties going into World Showcase. Well, yeah. guess what? Um, it, it is a it's it's a movie that deserved all those accolades yeah. because um, to me it was a revolutionary movie uh, in. It, and it'll it'll be one of those that stands the test of time for, uh, I mean, Snow White is on year 80. And I could see Frozen in year 80 being just as beloved as it was when it first came out. I still well, do. I, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, it's just, I mean, the themes of, of, well, the first Frozen and then this one, which I guess it's actually, this is the first time there's ever been a theatrical sequel. Um, mm -hmm. as far as animated films. Um, so that was interesting, but- I did um, see that tweet that said, you know, back in the 90s, this would have went straight to DVD or this would have went straight to VHS and oh. Olaf would have been recast with a funny voice and we would have dealt with it. That was the <laughs> tweet I saw the I'm other like, day. like, oh, okay. Well, that's an opinion. Um, no, I just, the way it, it deals with love other than uh, sisterly love rather than uh, romantic love. I mean, that was that was kind of a little bit of a surprise in, in the first one, but we're here to talk about the second one. But yeah, go Can ahead. Absolutely, uh, absolutely, sorry. Uh, oh, go ahead, Vanessa. 
I didn't realize that everybody hated Frozen. <laughs> I feel I totally out of the loop. I, I love Frozen. I saw it several times in the theater. And when I saw the toys and everybody talking about Let It Go, I thought, well, finally, they're catching up to what I said was a huge hit from the beginning. So. Yeah. You know, and I think that that, uh, maybe I'm overstating it to say that it's hated, but there is this sort of, um, and maybe it, it really comes song. even back to the, uh, whole Moana Frozen debate, you know, I, I just don't, uh, I don't see how you look at those two movies and you think that Moana is the one that will, will survive. Yeah. But, but, uh, what I will say, getting back to my original hey, point, hey there, I do, hey, I hey. do enjoy, uh, the songs from the first movie better. Uh, however, I am listening to the soundtrack quite a bit because um, yes. A lot of people are saying the songs from this uh, movie are not as memorable, but my son has been wanting to listen to the whole soundtrack the entire time. And so we've been listening to it nonstop since we saw it on Saturday. Uh, Into yep. the Unknown is an incredible song. Um, and then also <laughs> It the, sticks with you. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Also the 80s ballad uh, that comes out of oh, nowhere yeah. just crushed me. I was, I was laughing so hard in the theater. And so there's a, there's a lot to break down, but let's, uh, let's first go to Brett and Brett, talk to me about, we, we've already established many of the characters, so it's hard to talk about Idina Menzel or Adele Dazeem and uh, Kristen Bell. So do you want to talk anything about them or would you like to talk about some of our newer characters that entered uh, as characters for Frozen? I'll let you take it wherever you want to go, talking about the well, characters in particular. Why don't we move to some of the other characters and then go to the analysis of the Elsa character and the Anna character. I've done a complete analysis. Anyway, okay. So uh, wow. not a complete analysis, just kidding. Um, no, let's, we can go into, um, well, okay. So are, are we talking about the voice actors or the characters or what? You can do either or, but uh, if you okay. want to start with Sterling well, K. Brown, I'll let you. Oh. <laughs> okay, that's not exactly where I was going, but, um, oh, well, I think that was, again, doing my research for this, uh, I think that there was some pushback from the first one that, that it was, uh, it was not a, uh, there was, the cast was not diverse mm -hmm. in, in Frozen, but Absolutely. then when they, when there was, when they were saying, well, this is, you know, um, 18th century Norway um maybe there wasn't a diverse cast and then then it was well but this is not even this isn't real this is an animated film so why can't you do that so okay all of those are I probably interesting points I think I think the I think the casting and the storytelling in this with a very diverse cast including the uh kind of the the native I forgot what they're called. The name of the group, them that that live the in the indigenous people. Well, sure, the indigenous people. Uh, I think uh, I think that speaks to the audience needs and today's needs rather than you know a, a historic accuracy, perhaps. Mm -hmm. um, but the other thing that I like about that, I know we're getting to Sterling K. Brown, but the other thing I like about that is. Um, if if these are teachable moments um, for uh, for the audience, it was wonderful to see 
a, a diverse cast getting together, getting together, getting along and solving problems, which is something we can all learn about now. I think we can take that home and practice that too. So, but Sterling K. Brown, um, it was a, it was an interesting performance. There were some humorous moments. I'm glad he was there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I liked his character a lot because it, it helped bridge the story between uh, Anna and Elsa's parents and um, where they're at today. And so basically, uh, to me, the it, it allowed for that difference between uh, the indigenous tribe and then also the Arendelle soldiers that who were guarding the, the kingdom, they thought. And so they're the ones that initially put up the dam that were going to break down at the end of the... Uh, at the end of the movie, very fern gully of us uh, at the end of the movie, uh, very environmental. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, you know, it, it's one of those things. I, I really enjoyed his performance in particular. He's one of those guys I could listen to all day long. Uh, so he translated well into voice acting. Aaron Sorkin has went on record saying that if he was ever to reboot the West Wing, he would want Sterling K. Brown to be the president. Uh, and I understand why, because <laughs> the man can act. I mean, we, we've seen it in a lot of his other projects, uh, and I think he did a, a wonderful job here. Vanessa, you want to talk about anybody else in particular, or do you want to hit on him as well? Um, I, I like Sterling K. Brown. I, I thought he was good. Um, as far as the other characters go, there was um, one thing I noticed is that we didn't really get a lot of time with mm -hmm. some characters uh like the the kind of goofy friend to Kristoff who helps them plan his engagement uh, or proposal um are you, you talking know, about we, writer yes yeah so um you know we find out like oh you know in this parallel universe Kristoff has a little goofy buddy as well um and they're just kind of cute and awkward but we didn't really get to learn more about this character or you know it, it, that's the one thing that I noticed is um, like here we are being introduced to all these new characters but we don't really get to learn much about them with the exception of um, their mom uh, Anna and Elsa's mom you know we learned quite a bit about her mm -hmm. her history and and how she saved their father and so, so that was interesting but I, it kind of left me wanting more of well, yeah more about these characters well, you know what what do they think why are they not freaking out that they've been like frozen in time for so long well aren't you don't you think that they're ripe for these types of like holiday specials and little shorts and things like that no, i mean no. i think uh oh. i think that I, I will say something that I, I thought was really interesting and maybe i'm reading into this line brett I know for a fact, Brett is going to tell me I'm reading into this too much, but towards the end of the film, um, somebody... I've made wonderful analysis of the whole movie, so I'm ready to, for my analysis. Go ahead. Okay, well, you might have caught this because you've seen it twice. So towards the end of the movie, somebody asked uh, Elsa, they say, are, are, we, uh, are we moving on or are we going to see us again or something like that? And she said definitively, no, we're done. And so yeah, to me... Cool that made it seem like Disney is done with this property. And like, and so that, that was my, <laughs> immediately I thought like, we're not gonna get a Frozen 3. Um, and I know that that takes us in a completely different direction than talking about the characters. So if we want to put a <laughs> pin in that and come back to we'll it a little bit later. put a pin on that. Or we well, could about, uh, talk about it now, it's up to you. But, let's but put go a ahead. Pin. Okay, Brett, talk to me about well, some of the okay. other characters that you enjoyed. Alfred, Mo Alfred Molina's voice. Uh -huh. as um as king agnar mm -hmm. i loved 
I'm now that I'm looking at the cast and crew, there's some, I, I knew that that was, that, hit, that was a voice. I'm like, going, I recognize that voice. I recognize that voice. Then I'm like going, okay, well, sure. Alfred Molina. And then um, Jeremy Sisto was King Rinyard, which I didn't know. I'm like going, I have to see it again so I can hear that voice and, you know, make that realization. Alan and of Tudor course, my buddy voice. Alan Tudor yes. was in the middle. In it. That's what yes. I was going to ask. Is he no in Thunder there leader. Well? Yeah. Right, let's see. Ooh, Arendellian soldier, Duke of what? Oh, Duke of Washington, of course. Yeah, he was that. But to Jason Ritter is in it. And mm-hmm. Martha Plimpton. Yep. Was um, Yolana. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. It was, well, anyway, quite the it was cast. a great cast. It was a great cast. And, and I think, you know, it, oftentimes we kind of, well, oftentimes I kind of think of stunt casting because you get well-known actors and you know their voices, but I really, I didn't know who these people were. I just knew that they did great jobs. And then I'm like going, oh, that is cool. That was cool. I enjoyed that. Well, okay. We can't, can we go any further without talking about Olaf? <laughs> because I'm like going, I don't know, you know, we know about dog years, but I'm like going snowman years. I mean, how smart do they get? Does he do a lot? He's had six years to, I don't know, does he read? You know, he's not just a sidekick. Now he's a side quip. You yeah, know? He, his dialogue was so witty and so uh, biting in this film. It was Samantha. so great throughout the whole thing. I loved Olaf. It, uh, what was cool about it is like, so what, going back and watching Frozen, you don't really be, you're not introduced to Olaf until nearly the halfway to three quarter mark of the film. So you don't get a lot of him. Uh, And so you would think that maybe Olaf for an entire movie uh, would be a bit daunting, but he was so good because it helped propel those dialogues and and provided those little moments for if something really serious was happening and it was a little bit scary because this was a darker sequel. I think everybody's pretty much said that, but if, if those little moments were happening, he could break the tension with the dialogue. And then the kids yeah. just thought it was hilarious. They would laugh, yeah. you know? And, and so that was just a, a wonderful thing. I really enjoyed that quite a bit. Uh, yeah, and it was too. neat to be able to see that and to have Josh Gad in that role. Uh, he's just, he's just great. I didn't particularly care for his song as much. Uh, I really like summer considerably better than his song mm-hmm. in this film. Particularly there's a, there's a moment because I'm, I'm listening to the soundtrack over and over again now, uh, there's a moment where he screams in the middle of the song, and it is, like, yeah. jarring to listen to when you're not actually <laughs> well, watching it. Well, he's scared, it. yeah, when you're not watching it, yeah. Yeah, okay. so when you're watching it, you see the visual of, like, this is obviously why he's scared. But when you're just listening to it in the car, it's like, oh, my goodness, man, why are you screaming so loud? <laughs> Can there be an alternate version for the, for the recording? Yeah, for the Radio edit, yeah. 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 But Vanessa, talk to me about Olaf or talk to me about another character you'd like to call out. Well, one scene I have to mention with Olaf is uh, when he's retelling um, oh what my has gosh. happened <laughs> to, you know, to Anna and Elsa to bring them there to this point. And I have to say, I, I tend to have a darker sense of humor. And uh, it's, you know, it's, it's my coping mechanism for dealing with weighty things. And when he said, they died about the parents. <laughs> like I, I was laughing so hard because that's often, that's kind of my family joke is if we know a celebrity has died, we'll just turn, we'll just deadpan and go, they're dead. And so, you know, I think it's funny to, you know, to do that in a kid's movie to kind of make light of something that's kind of serious, right? weighty and hard for kids to understand. 
Um, that just brought such joy to evil, like little dark evil Vanessa's heart and how she deals with <laughs> Dark Vanessa's heart. Grief. That's funny. Go ahead. Sorry. No, yeah, I, 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 I completely agree with you. So that it, it was, it, it really was great all, all throughout. And I think that we do need to circle back around and, and talk about our leads who uh, helped develop the characters even further. I enjoyed, um, in a lot of ways, this seem, seemingly was a supposed to be an Elsa movie, but it really kind of surprised you in a lot of ways and brought, brought back Anna in a way that even Frozen 1, it, it, Frozen 1 was definitely an Anna film because Elsa kind of retreats into the mountains, you get let it go, and then you just kind of, from there, you don't really necessarily um, see her as much. You see the journey that Anna goes on to save her. In this film, you do get to go on Elsa's journey with her. So you get a little bit of that, but then you've got this, uh, this love story between Kristoff and uh, Anna that you're dealing with. And then you get to kind of see her save the day ultimately again. Uh, and that's even mentioned in the film that she saved the day again. She saved Elsa's life again. And uh, just, just a, a really cool uh, progression of both of their stories. I, I really liked it. You know, the whole, um, I'm not going to get into the crazy internet stuff about Elsa. All I will say is that um, there was a lot of question as to whether or not she was going to get a, a boyfriend in this, if she was going to, you know, be paired up or whatever. And mm. the coolest message, I think, of all that came out of Frozen 2 was that you are the one you've been waiting for. You are the one that controls your own destiny. You are the one that is the person you are, are trying to find. And I think that that's such a cool message to send out oh, there. There's, oh, yeah, Jane, I think it's, Craig it, McFarlane, I'm going yeah. to clip that video and, and play that every night before I go to sleep. <laughs> that is the most amazing mantra. <laughs> well, I think you know, it's, it's not only about self-love. I mean, I was, I, again, I was doing my analysis and it's every time we, it, both the first film, when Elsa, is be, is coming into her own with her let it go moment. It's such, it it is an it's it's like animation self actualization. It is you know like a, it's Maslow's hierarchy of anyway. Um, but uh, but the but she is finding her true self. Now the problem I had is that that she other than her little powers, well her you know her her rather intense powers, then she just goes back to Arendelle and becomes a sister again. Let's play charades. And then in this film, during the, the song, um, Show Yourself, when she is finding herself again, it is another one of those animation moments of self-actualization where she, at this time, truly discovers what her powers, but who she's meant to be, and she is the fifth element. And yeah, I just hope I hope that, you know, that she continues on that journey and maybe she doesn't need to be around people. She seems to be awfully happy when she's just finding alone when she's by but herself. Isn't so. that the point though? I mean, like they, they made it seem like a decent amount of time had passed at the end because we have, it's not the coronation of Queen Anna. So uh, that's already done. That's, that's gone and over with. And so, I took that to mean that Elsa had been away for quite a while yeah. and she, they're no, just yeah. inviting her back on her water pony to uh, be able to <laughs> play charades pony. with them. 
Yeah, play charades Water again. I'm like, like maybe. Star of the what, film. I'm like going. Yeah, I'm like going. Yeah, charades. I'm like going. She maybe. You're she saying like that like charades. someone who's never been invited to play charades before. Okay, stop hating <laughs> on charades. Well, I'm actually very good at charades, but none of you would know. And, and when, <laughs> when does anyone? <laughs> when do you? Does anyone still play charades? Especially talking about theater groups. Theater groups. I mean, I used. I was. Well, anyway, there was a time. There was a time when I played theater charades with people. Oh my gosh, with theater with theater people in Central Florida, it was intense, and they were brutal. Anyway, theater people make good charades, so let's all play charades sometime soon, shall we? Mm-hmm. Can I please be invited? I'm really good. I know all the symbols and everything. Go ahead. So a lot of different ways we can take uh, the discussion from here, but there is some pushback online. There's um, some critiquing of this film. Uh, I'm going to look up the Rotten Tomato score here in a second while we're talking about it, but a lot of people are saying that the the plot of Frozen 2 is a bit convoluted, and I want to talk through that because (laughs) that's something I don't agree with. Um, To me, me, I, I think it's a fairly in your face like this is um the the point that they're trying to get across to you is that um you are the hero of your own story and that uh you know you should i there's obviously a a big environmental element to this and then yes, there's also a respect for native people's element to this I, outside of that i don't <laughs> understand where the convolution is so uh why don't i the think convolution. it's I don't know that it's convoluted. I think that it's multifaceted. It's mm-hmm. it's there. There's a question of focus. You know, you're dealing with an audience for an animated film that is, you know, I mean, you know, Pixar does it so well because it has probably a simpler message, um, but it's but it's written on various levels, so it's entertaining and and enjoyable for children, and yet, um, you know, the adults find you know different humorous humor um, aspects but this is just kind of all over the place um i don't think there's there's not a direct through line i think that it's you know there's lots of angsty and and my gosh the vocal performance of Kristen bell when she's in her dark place which Mm -hmm. aren't aren't um kind of nordic people known for that i don't want to make any gross stereotypes but aren't they a little bit more somber or darker anyway um, uh, so i just i'm i i can understand where they i wouldn't necessarily go to convoluted but i would go multifaceted and it's kind of hard to find a through line with the exception of in the last five minutes you know self-love is important okay <laughs> vanessa before we go to you um the tomato meter is at 75 percent, so it is certified fresh uh, but the audience score, so the critics scored at 75%, or, you know, the, the accumulation of all the critic scores or whatever. Uh, the audience score is 93%, so considerable difference there between the critic score and the audience score. Um, can you talk a bit about what you think the critics might have been lacking or that they didn't see in this film? Do you get their, their point of view on saying it's a convoluted film? I can see where the critics are coming from. You know, I often wonder, um, because, well, here's what, here's what I'm noticing. Those of us who loved Frozen, like just really loved it, saw it several times, 
Um, I think we're having a, a little bit harder time to say, oh, this was amazing. This is the best thing ever. The, and for me, it was because Frozen was so different. It was so new. It was so funny. Um, what I'm noticing from the people who love Frozen 2, they liked Frozen, but they didn't love it the way mm -hmm. I loved it. So now they have Frozen 2, which is a little more mature. Um, it has uh, some funny uh, humor to it that only adults would get, especially with the 80s, um, very much <laughs> Chicago. -like. Oh my goodness, so so good. <laughs> yeah, like kids, kids don't get that reference, I don't think, because it's, it's an 80s reference. Um, so I think, you know, the, the people that I'm hearing from that are like, oh, I loved it, it was so funny, it was so great. I, I don't, I think this is because it's, this is new to them. Whereas Frozen was new to me, new and exciting. This Frozen 2 is new and exciting. And maybe that's why the audience score is so high compared mm -hmm. to the, sorry, that's my dog. Um, he agrees with me. He agrees that that's why the, the score was lower and <laughs> the, the audience score was higher. You know, and uh, you, you mentioned that ballad again with Kristoff. And it's just so cool to finally get Jonathan Groff an actual song. So he, he got um, Reindeer Are Better Than People, which uh, he continued into this um, movie. Actually, it's really cute on the, uh, on the soundtrack version of this. It says Reindeer Are Better Than People continued because it's a continuation of the other song. Um, but it was cool to see him get to actually sing uh, quite a bit more in this film because, you know, obviously he is a Broadway superstar and, and star of so many other properties as well. Um, Hamilton fame amongst other things uh, that he's done in his career. So it was really neat to be able to, to see him get to perform like that as well. Um, but I could see your point, Vanessa. You know, I am one of those, again, I really liked Frozen 1. Uh, I would go back and watch it again and again, but I wouldn't say that it was like definitively my favorite. It broke into the 90s Disney movies for me. It's close. It's the closest out of all the new ones for me, but it's not quite there. And so maybe that's why Frozen 2, that really took that to the next level. Uh, I, my brother commented in our thread that he felt it was considerably better than Frozen 1. And, and he is kind of a person that doesn't particularly care for Frozen 1. So uh, maybe it did allow for people that weren't as invested in Frozen 1 to have, like you said, a more full and robust story um, around some really great songs. Brett, what do you think? Any yeah. other comments on the critiques of the film or anything in general? I think they should let it go. Um, <laughs> Into the well, it had to happen so many times, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, no, I, uh, I, I mean, we're, we're doing the same thing. We're just giving opinions about a film that we pretty much liked. So everyone's, yeah. you know, all, are, all of, are welcomed into the frozen it's pool. Really, I don't know. If, if we, if this, like compared to other movies, other Disney movies even, I'll go that far. I, I would mark it much higher than most other films that, yeah, that are I would there. too. So I kind of feel bad about critiquing it. Um, mm -hmm. Not just coming in saying, oh my gosh, this was the best movie. I loved it. But well, that's, 
That's you where know, my heart lies. <laughs> Disney has established this so, such a high bar for themselves. I mean, it, there was a time there, even um, after the Disney Renaissance, where uh, the films just weren't that high quality. And, and you've got some good ones in there, like Meet the Robinsons. But like for the most part, they were just kind of like, eh, they're all chicken little, you know? Um, but then Aww. since Princess <laughs> and the Frog. Home on the Range? Are you kidding me? It's a cinema masterpiece. Starring uh, available, starring uh, local talent Randy Irwin. Um, but really, yeah, we really need to get him on the podcast oh and talk gosh. about that movie. I didn't know that. Um, well, was it? It's um, Mad, or um, Jane, Dame Judy Dench, mm-hmm. and yeah, and yeah, yeah. Rose anyway, that's another show. Yeah, yeah, another show for another day. <laughs> but starting really with Princess and the Frog, you've got. You've got Tangled, you've got Frozen, you've got Big Hero 6, you've got Wreck-It Ralph. I mean, all these films that are from the Walt Disney animated studios, not from Pixar, that Mm -hmm. are just really setting such a high bar for themselves. And that's why they get the audience that they do. People will lament the fact that uh, November was a really shaky month for the box office. Uh, Doctor Sleep didn't do very well, even though it's a Stephen King, you know, a sequel to The Shining. Um, Charlie's Angels, Elizabeth Banks was like real mad at all comic books because her movie didn't do well. You know, so it's just one of those things where people go to these Disney movies because they do know that there is a certain level of quality, but that Mm -hmm. also sets their bar very high. They can't really get away with, say, uh, a movie, the the quality of something like a Despicable Me. They just can't, they can't get away with that because then they will get kind of lambasted for that. So it, just my my opinion to kind of go off of what you said, Vanessa. Well, it's like, how can you, I mean, what, uh, again, what we were expecting, I mean, what were we expecting? Um, Frozen 2 to be, I mean, the expectations alone, that it survived that. You yeah. Know, that it's, that so many people, you know, either consider it better or as good as, as frozen um, I mean and the, as the box office shows and maybe you know poor that poor little Disney company I hope they get to another billion dollar film this year <laughs> I'm sure that they will and then they have one more coming uh, next month with uh, episode what's nine. that one so uh, I do also there's another introduce- one <laughs> yeah, I do want to introduce this into the conversation as well. Uh, this is an article from Inside the Magic, but it was pretty widely reported everywhere. Um, it says that you will see an indigenous tribe of people called the Northoldra. There you go, Brett. Northoldra tribe uh, in the upcoming <laughs> sequel. But what you may not know is that Disney went to great lengths to avoid cultural appropriation, even as far as signing a contract with indigenous cultures agreeing to respectfully portray their people in Frozen 2. So what they did was essentially um, the tribe approached Disney and said, hey, we noticed that you used uh, one of our songs in Frozen 1. It's actually the song that opens the movie. And uh, Disney then at that point went to great lengths to sign a legally binding document that they were going to ensure that there was no uh, cultural appropriation of the people represented. And I, I thought that that was a pretty cool step. You know, I, I get that um, we're kind of in that, I got to hate the word woke culture, but, uh, but I think it's still neat that they went that yeah. extra mile to ensure that they weren't going to, um, 
have an issue with cultural appropriation in this particular film. Um, and if anything, they guarded themselves. So, so cynics could say, well, Disney was just watching out for themselves. So they wouldn't, they could, they could rely on this contract, but I do think that it's a progressive thing to do. I think it's a forward looking thing to do. So I wanted to throw that out there to the audience. Um, Brett, go ahead and, uh, give me any reaction you have. I concur. <laughs> I, I concur. Just like in Catch Me If You Can, right? I should have said I concur. <laughs> so what is this? What is this? I'm, I'm agreeing with you on like twice in one day. I don't uh, know. What's up with I'll that? tell you what. I'll tell you what, I'm Brett. Like Let's, I, I will, we'll have what, to circle back around to inside out you're here. Some, you're, you're, oh, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> All right. All okay, right. Vanessa, your, any thoughts on that? Um, I'm glad that they are being, Disney uh, is being considerate and thoughtful um, in their choices. And I'm, I'm glad that they are um, taking others into consideration in their decision making. So I'm, I'm pleased. Sure. All right. So two more topics I want to get to. The first is going to be any favorite scenes or favorite songs that you have from this film. But then the last topic, so you can start thinking about it now, is <laughs> what, didn't, what didn't work for you. Uh, so Vanessa, I'm going to go to you first. Any particular scene that you had? I know we've talked about a lot of them already and you brought up your love for Olaf, but anything that uh, you really enjoyed? Um, well, uh, well, first of all, I, I have to say one more character that I really enjoyed was Gail. I, yes, I loved Gail. I wanted to learn more about Gail. Um, <laughs> you know, really, I, I think just the way they um, incorporated um, all the, the earth and wind and fire and, you know, that's, that's hard to um, give. They a, should have been on the soundtrack. Just, who are you kidding? <laughs> Earth, wind, inspired. But, but anyway, go ahead. It, it's hard to give a human quality to Earth and wind. I mean, granite, Pocahontas. <laughs> did you say granite? And so they they did have wind in other Disney films, but they they by Olaf saying, "Oh, it's Gale," and and just the way they've animated the movement and how the characters interact with the wind. I mean, that was really neat to to give it a human like quality. Um, so I, I appreciate that. I also love that Sven really got his day in yeah. that. Ben got to sing. Um, that, I mean, <laughs> we keep talking about that scene, but that piece of it in particular, um, how, you know, Sven the reindeer finally gets a song. The um, overdubbing that, in that is amazing. Mm -hmm. You know, I kind of feel like maybe when they were um, talking about what they wanted to do with Frozen 2, that they all just sat, sat around and, and brainstormed all these, oh, wouldn't it be funny if, oh, wouldn't it be funny? <laughs> yeah, totally. Sven finally gets to talk, and, and that is one thing that I really came away with with this film was, while I may, it may not be um, quite as new and amazing as the original, it really looks like they had a lot of fun with it, um, mm -hmm. and I can really appreciate that. Definitely a solid sequel effort for sure. So um, I have a bunch of them. So I'm going to kind of interject a couple of scenes in here. And, and Brett, if I steal yours, sorry, bro. Um, but you're going to pick something else. So um, one of the first scenes that I would, I would say is the two times that Olaf uh, recaps the entire story for us. Because to me, that's just so funny, like how he recaps the entire first movie. And then, I don't know, did both of you stay for the post credit scene? 
Yeah. I did not. <laughs> good. I'm like people, going. Most of, most of the theater cleared out because they didn't really do a good I job. Like, no. People, people weren't necessarily expecting it. And also, I was in a, a theater full of children, so they all wanted to go home. So, so was but, I. That's why my I son, left. My son was up, <laughs> for, uh, was up for staying. So uh, the post-credit scene, because you didn't see it, Brett, is him explaining I've the heard, second yes. movie to the uh, snow monster, the abominable yes. snowman or the snow ice thing. Right. Um, oh, and he has at a the name. Very end, at the very end, he goes... We live. It was just so great. It was so great. Yeah. Um, but that was one of my favorite scenes. Brett, go ahead and tell me some of yours, and then I'm gonna oh, uh, we'll recap some too. Back to the snow creature. Did you see the kind of the the resemblance, the continuation of character form in the snow monster, which he actually has a name, and the rock creatures? Oh, for sure. They looked. They looked very similar. Yeah, that was good. Okay. No, my scene. I, just loved it. I mean, I I feel for Elsa. I'm just wanted to be happy. But show yourself was I I really loved into the unknown, and that has stayed in my head and ears the whole time since I saw it. But show yourself is just again, it's just self actualization in animation. It's finding yourself, and it's the joy that she has. I I, I mean, it'd be very interesting to see. You know, because they record the performances of the voice actors, it'd be very curious for both she and well for everyone. But um, but Anna, well, again, I I need to go back to show yourself. I just loved it. Um, again, and if we're watching, uh, if we're watching video of the performances, I would love to see Kristen Bell in her the the next the next right thing because it's so dark and she, I mean it's so emotional you know that she's crying when she's performing and mm-hmm. that would just be interesting to see anyway maybe the extra the extra is on Disney plus when it comes out yay that's right because Disney plus <laughs> does have the extras so I know, uh, you know that's so I, great I I gotta say um another scene that really got me and this one was from the trailer so I knew it was coming but the line where uh, Elsa says uh, to Anna, don't follow me into fire. And then uh, Anna says back, well, then don't go into fire. You know, like uh, silly, like, of course, I'm going to follow you. And, and that, that through line of um, that sisterhood from the, from the first movie into the second movie, just really beautiful yeah. uh, how it's okay. done. I, I think she needs therapy, but okay. Go ahead. <laughs> well, hey, 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 literally, hey. Literally no, every... I mean, in a good way, I'm like going, she needs, she, she needs to work through some things. Every I'm Disney like going, character I'm still needs unsettled. a counselor because all of their parents are dead. Every single so one of them. Yes. Um, they died. They died. Every, every parent dies. That's yep. Disney's just into killing parents. Um, so if there's one through well, line amongst the hundred years of the company, it's that people, that parents die. Um, so no, I, you know, uh, just really a, a great movie, but there are obviously, um, some critiques to the film, some valid ones, and I want to hear yours. So what didn't work for you? And we'll go to Brett first. Cause I think we went to Vanessa first last time. Uh, sorry, Vanessa. I'm sorry. I've never been to a Disney film where I feel so unsettled that I okay. feel for, yes, these animated characters and that they, I want them to be, I guess we ended up happy in a happy place and all this, but I'm like going, gosh, that was a journey. I was exhausted. Maybe, you know, I was also thinking the first 
I, I saw um, Ford versus Ferrari, and then I saw mm. Frozen too. And I think I, I thought I was maybe exhausted, ha, exhausted, get it? Anyway, um, from, <laughs> it was a racing film, exhaust, oh gosh, it's such a hard audience. Anyway, um, I was thinking that I was, and it was a, well, okay, that was a really good film, okay, but anyway, I'm sure it's gonna be an Oscar contender, at least I hope. Anyway, but I was, I was exhausted, as I said. Um, and so maybe I thought, maybe I'm just going into this, you know, tired. Um, but um, anyway, I saw it the second time. They got my money twice. And anyway. Well, sort of. You, you're on that A-list. on that special list. <laughs> oh, that's the reference. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh -huh. I got my money's worth, though. I seriously got my money's worth. I have like a couple of months worth because I got the IMAX. So, oh, I mean, nice. you know, I've, I've spent like, you know, $28 on movies already. You know me, yeah. I love my recliners and I just can't leave them, especially with a yeah. little kid. You just bring in yeah. your own blanket, you get to wear slippers. I mean, it's just like you're at your house. It's just no, beautiful. With a bunch Everything of strangers, about strangers, not that. Bring just... your own Tupperware to put your friend's popcorn on. <laughs> you bring your popcorn. Aww. Yeah, and, and you, you can also your own popcorn this time, kiddos. Go to Burger King and bring in Whoppers as well. It's just, it's just so great. <laughs> Everything about it's great. Uh, Vanessa, do you have things that didn't work for you? Yeah, I do. And I, I, again, I really hate ragging on this film, but that whole scene where Anna's in the cave and she's just crying and she starts to sing. And it just, the, the song wasn't super memorable. Craig, maybe you can speak to that since you've been listening to the soundtrack, but it's, it just felt like that scene dragged on and it's like, come on, Anna, Elsa's frozen. You got to get moving with it. All right. And, uh, and then also, I don't know if, this is really picky, but Elsa pretty much kind of freezes, uh, like with her arms up, you know, it's only slightly different from what, how Anna freezes. And I'm just like, man, major peril. Like, does everybody just have to freeze in these frozen? I mean, I know it's frozen, but I mean, Anna, that's, she freezes and someone has to, you know, well, she rescues herself, but, um, but you know, Elsa freezes. I don't know. It, it just felt, I wish they would have done something a little different. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just the last part of the film started to drag on a little bit for me. So you're and, dealing with a lot, you know. Kind of like <laughs> how I'm just dragging on now, saying the same thing over and over again. Yeah. See, it's affected <laughs> well, I'm not going to use the word unsettled anymore. Oh, I did. Sorry. The It's going to be the new drinking game. Um, the, <laughs> I, I would say the, for me, the movie worked pretty well. Um, and for me, it would be nitpicking little things here and there. Uh, one of the things that didn't work for me is that there was no short before this movie. I'm, I'm always so excited about the, the double movie and you know i think <laughs> maybe disney did this to themselves with a frozen property because so many people were upset because they put a 20 minute film in front of coco um and so it just kind of was a bummer to me that there was no short i, I was kind of hoping and expecting that uh, going into it so um that's just a bummer but we do have a lot of really great shorts on Disney Plus that are even brand new that uh, have only been released to that platform. So, um, oh, speaking of which, yes, you know, okay, so Disney Plus. So if we're if if Forky asks a question, I think Olaf has the answers. Oh, oh nice. How's like that? That, that would know? be a pretty cool crossover. Mm-hmm. 
that would be. Really I mean, he's so smart. Again, you know, you should you should request years. that. You know, you can go onto the request form yes. and you should just like type all that out and explain it to the Disney executives yeah. and then and then yeah. cash a check for them. Uh, the, well, there will be no check. I'm sure that there is a. <laughs> I'm sure there's a disclaimer at the end of that form, but go ahead. Yeah, I, I am positive <laughs> as well. Um, so we're taking the pen out of a conversation from earlier. I'm putting it on the table. Vanessa, will there be a Frozen 3? I hope not. Uh, it's it just... I just, You know, I just don't love it when we, when we wear out a property like that. Um, you know, when you have a really good quality story... Um, you know, it's just so dicey to, you know, to, to see if you can replicate. I mean, that's essentially what they did with this film is it, it was manufactured. They, Olaf had a funny song. It, you know, there was a romance in it. Someone freezes again. It, it just, I mean, it was very good, but can they do that a third time? Uh, I don't know. I, I just, I, I hope they don't, if they do, I'm sure they'll, put every effort into making it a very good film uh but it all it always makes me nervous so that's why i hope not brett um i i can i concur <laughs> i'm thinking um well sometimes well i i do think three is a good number um four as in toy story four should have stopped at three but um and sometimes you have a third film because the second one wasn't quite as good as the first. Now, I think this one has, has, I think it's, it's done justice to the first film. Um, mm -hmm. So, but I think, uh, will there be, hmm, if this is a billion dollar film again, do you think there'll be a three? Yes. Anna in therapy, but go ahead. I, I um, Two, Elsa is running out of hairstyles. Okay. <laughs> we can't have, there are not many more reveals left of hairstyles. Yeah, she Unless can't she get any whiter, back, like, you know. <laughs> the frozen mullet or the frozen chili bowl. I don't know. I never had it. But, you know, I, the, the, how many more reveals is Elsa going to have? I think, um, I think this is our last movie. I think it's not our last. Uh, visit with the characters. I think they're, they're ripe for a lot of little shorts and maybe something on Disney Plus um, because people do love those characters. I mean, you could have Olaf do a number of different things and I think Josh Gad would likely be game for them. Um, but I do think that this is probably the last film. And uh, that is to say, uh, you know, I think that these actors are probably ready to move on from the characters. Um, but are I they can ready also to see, let it go? You know, <laughs> yeah. I had to do that. We Every are so often. Uh, we are looking for, we're looking at a new CEO for the Walt Disney Company uh, in the relatively near future. And so never say never. Yeah, Brett Rutherford <laughs> is going to be uh, succeeding uh, Bob, Iger Bob Iger as the new CEO. Oh, they but, could do worse. You know, because <laughs> that is what it, it, it has become, the studios have become such a large part of the company that the CEO really does have a lot of control and power over that. And so uh, if there is a new CEO and they want a guaranteed hit right off the bat, then I, why wouldn't they go to a frozen three? I think that, um, I think that they, in my mind, they go to a Moana two before they go to a frozen three. Um, but that's kind of where I'm at. Um, you know, so I, I don't think that I will say that I am 
85% sure we are not getting a Frozen 3. And I think that's a good thing. I think that we have explored these characters in movie form to the extent that we can, but I'd love to see little bits and pieces um, from here uh, about all sorts of different side characters from this film. Okay. All right. Any other final thoughts before we wrap this whole thing up? Uh, Vanessa, I'll, I'll let you go first with final thoughts. Um, well, I, I really enjoyed seeing this movie. Uh, Craig, I hope you did. Brett, Samantha. <laughs> I, don't even, I, don't, I don't even know Samantha. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Brett? <laughs> oh, well, I, I, like you, Craig, I've been listening to the soundtrack, Frozen Disney, Frozen 2, and, uh, well, besides to get another song into my head, besides into the unknown, uh, uh, I've, uh, yeah, I've enjoyed the Lost in the Woods and the, and again, the overdubbing that he does, you know, you have a very talented singer who's singing, um, what, I don't know how many times they, multiple, multiple, <laughs> multiple harmonies. So it was so good, you know. So anyway, they did it on TikTok, so yeah. right? Ah, cultural reference, so fun. I, anyway. I don't even know what that is. Can everybody stop referencing like new, young, cultural and cultural reference? So fun. I'm quoting Brett for that. Cultural <laughs> reference, so fun. That, yeah, that's, so, <laughs> that could yeah. be like the front of the podcast. Anyway, we have talked too long about this stuff. I I have so many shows on Disney Plus to get back to. Um, I, I I could just say you know. Just a word about this. Vanessa, I know you're not watching Disney Plus yet because all your shows haven't been made yet. Um, but Brett and I, <laughs> we are just loving Disney Plus. Um, so <laughs> you're, holding off until, you're holding off until those shows are created because that was the first Season thing you're watching two. on Disney Plus, right? Oh, we don't see Kat. Oh, I'd love to see her face right now. Say something so we can see, we can take a temperature of the room. You know, um, this was going to and this is turned out to not be so fun, and I want to go. <laughs> anyway, oh, Disney Plus. Well, in the spirit of Thanksgiving, Vanessa, again, if we're doing a little housekeeping, in the spirit of, 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 of the Thanksgiving holiday season, which is when this film came out and when we're making this recording, I have decided that instead of, the, instead of giving you the olive branch, I'm going to give you the smoked turkey leg because I know that, that it is okay for you to enjoy smoked turkey legs and for me not to so That's i'm right. sure that that reference will come back every so often because i do love my you're my new turkey leg or you're a turkey leg which is my new kind of insult well nothing personal craig i said that to you the other day well i wrote it in social media but anyway yes. it's all it's meant lovingly so anyway so i i have found i have located a uh, a provider purveyor of the smoked turkey leg and i'm really hoping to get that to you prior to the holiday that's coming up as a little nice. gesture. I'm throwing nice. you a bone. <laughs> I do I do appreciate that, uh, that you're giving her that. And um, just, you know, it is Thanksgiving, so uh, I can say what I'm thankful for, and that's, and that's just to, to talk Disney with the two of you uh, several times a month, and our thread is just so lively. And just thank you for your love of Disney, Aww. and thank you to the audience for uh, responding and um, for an interacting what? with us and oh, even if okay. there isn't an audience out there, there is. Uh, we, still, we still we still love uh, to do it but 
we haven't asked for this for a long time. So if you're also thankful, uh, this is the cheesiest plug I've ever done in my life. If you're also thankful for this podcast, please go and rate uh, on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you're on, because that really does help us get seen by some additional people. Uh, who wants to do our plugs? Vanessa, do you have our plugs? <laughs> yeah, Vanessa does. <laughs> sure. Well, you can find out more about us on Facebook. Look for Beyond the Mouse. You can also find us where all the podcasts go, iTunes, Spotify, many other places that have podcasts. You can find out more about the Front Row Network on frnpod.com. Or if you're in uh, central Illinois and want to check out the NPR Illinois webpage, you can find more about uh, the Front Row Network there, including us, Beyond the Mouse. We, we have links to more information about us as well. Does that cover it? I think that that just about covers it, you know. Uh, so until next time, we're going to be traveling into the unknown. And, and when we get older, we will let you show yourself to us uh, because the next right thing that we're going to do is going to be another great Disney movie. And then uh, we'll determine that all is found. Whoa. Right? <laughs> yes. All of those things. <laughs> I'm reading that playlist I'm to, too. I think you got them all. I'm trying to make it. I'm trying to make it a thing, like uh, like we always do with our frozen. Oh, it's pods, a good so. thing. Oh, that's all a right. good thing. So um, I feel like I need to choreograph this because we're recording not in person. So yeah, uh, we're going to go in alphabetical order with this, uh, starting by first names. Let's see if we can figure that out. So for Beyond the Mouse and the Front Row Network, I'm Craig. I'm Brett. Oh, and no, I'm first. What? No, no, B, B, B. come before you. Well, I oh. wasn't talking, so I assumed you oh, were going to okay. figure that out. Okay. Well, sorry. I'm sorry to make this All right, you, you go first. For the so front for row, beyond, beyond the mouse, the mouse. I'm Brett. I'm Craig. And I'm Vanessa, and I know the alphabet. <laughs> we are so bad at this, and we will see you real soon in the front row. You we think after 50 episodes that we would <laughs> figure this out? Well, you said alphabetical. I'm like going oh, B before C. Even I know my alphabet, Brett. I know my alphabet. <laughs> well, uh.